You're listening to the Grassroots Podcast, Grassroots UK. I'm Marcus, and I have a guest today, a good friend of mine. We've known each other about 14, 15 months. So, but I put him in the friend category, definitely. Done, done a few jobs for each other recently um, with our other skills away from music. Um, my guest today is Mr. Steve May. How are you, Steve? How's uh, things for you? Very well, thank you. Yeah, yeah you're doing well, mate? Oh, yeah, yeah. Got any gigs? How's the gigs going? You've got plenty of work yeah, coming oh, in? Well, I've got, um, actually, I've got a little um, charity do to do tomorrow. Have you? Um, yeah, so well, that's where are we today? It's Friday today, so you're tomorrow. You're tomorrow is Saturday, yeah. I realise that people in Radio Land won't be able to go to this gig. They won't, no. <laughs> they won't be here. You'll have this. to give them a quick review of how it went. <laughs> this is down at Latchingdon. It's right. a nice little um, charity that um, uh, donates money to Animal Rescue. You've done, done a few for them, haven't you? I've, I've done a, a previous one, and yeah. through that one, um, yeah. got asked to do this one. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. Uh, they're concentrating on the Elton John um, tribute act. They want me to do a There's 30, money 35 minutes. There's money in the Elton John, you know? There is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I've been told. <laughs> so my first question, you've, you've been in the business a long time, but never really professionally, Or, but how long have you been no. a singer for? And how Not did you get really, into I it? haven't actually been in the business a long time at all. Is it it's just that I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> so you came into it late? Late, yeah. I didn't actually sing my first karaoke song until I was 50 years old. Right. Um, never knew I could sing. Never yeah. I thought I had a voice at all. Really? Um, yeah, it was way back now. I'm 64 now, so we're talking 14 years. Right. 14 years ago, my wife, um, my wife's family were all on the buses, um, right. clippies and drivers, and they had a busman's do. And we went to this party, and um, there was a karaoke there. And I was asked, are you going to get up and sing? And I went, you're joking, I've got a voice <laughs> like a crow. There's no way I'm getting up and sing. <laughs> Um, uh, my wife said, I've listened to you singing, and we uh, had a flat at the time in Hackney. She said, I've listened to you singing around a flat, you sound good to me. And I said, um, well, that's, you know, singing at my own pace, my own key, without any music. Yeah. But if I've got to keep to the music, sing with a bit more power and keep in key, there's no way I can do that. Right, so, so you never thought it, you could do it, and then it just... No, I didn't think I could at all, but she eventually embarrassed me into doing it. <laughs> so I actually got up and did a song. Did a Roy Orbison song actually, only the lonely. Great song. Um, yeah, it is a great song, and yeah. um, with within two lines of starting it, I thought, oh my word, what an idiot! This is a, a Roy yeah. Orbison song. It's going to have a big finish, but adrenaline <laughs> yes. carried me through it somehow. A good old adrenaline. Yeah, the adrenaline carried yeah, me through it. We rely on adrenaline a lot in this yeah, business. Yeah, and then um, I was asked by the um, DJ then, and, oh that was okay, mate. Are you going to do another one? And I said to him, you're joking. I used to race motorcycles, yeah, and yeah. I've never been as scared as that in my life. I said, why do you people put yourself through this? Yeah, it's an adrenaline rush that you can't describe. Yeah, yeah. Um, anybody out there that does it will know. It's it's that rush of adrenaline when, when they say to you, they knock on the door, they say a couple of minutes, or or just as you mm. can hear your music playing, yeah. and you get that big rush of adrenaline as you, as you walk out there. And then, sometimes just calm. Once it's time oh, yeah. to go and you can't run away, you just calm, aren't you? I'm you handling it okay now. Yeah, but you are. At that particular time, way back my first ever karaoke song, I was terrified. Absolute, it was terror. Mm. It wasn't excitement. It was terror. Now I frightening. find that it's the same. It's the same sort of feeling, but now I turn the fear into excitement. Yeah, you're used to the feeling as well, aren't you? Um, yeah, I'm more used <clears> to. The feeling. We learn how to cope with the nerves in as much as. Uh, we can be nervous everywhere except where we want, where we need to be. So we can have you might, your, your leg might go a bit, you might be a bit nervous. Your legs go, yeah, yeah. but your voice isn't wavering. You, you know, your, your hand isn't trembling. Mm. It's, it's strange. It's like people in sport, darts players, snooker players. They still have the butterflies, but where it matters, yeah, they're kind of they're still. Yeah, you try strange, to turn it to your advantage. Really, um, I mean, the way I look at it now is um, being nervous means I care. Totally. I, I want to do it. Yeah. I want to do a good job of this. Yeah. I'm nervous of messing up, but if I've done my preparation right, if I've practiced, because mm. um, no one just gets up on the stage and no, sings. It's yeah. not luck. The average person luck. listening to the radio or listening to songs or listening to a gig just thinks, "Oh, these people are naturally talented. They can get up there and just sing." Well, it's not quite as easy as that. You have to actually work at it. Well, you epitomise the grassroots thing. Mm. Because uh, this 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 podcast is aimed at the people like you and me, mm. who are out there unloading the stuff from the back of their cars, you know, yeah. every Friday, Saturday, <laughs> Sunday, 
and playing real shows to real people no stages no, no TV interviews no radio no sound engineer no sound engineer doing the sounds <laughs> yourself and you can yeah. come into this business at any time if you suddenly realise you can do it you can step in and say yeah and play some shows yeah so the Elton John thing we know has gone very very well mm -hmm. and you're starting to pick up some work and I know you're going to push it we've worked together on a, a promotional video for you so we'll get that out there and yeah. we'll try and get you some more shows but you like performing as yourself as well yeah I do I actually um, class myself as a male vocalist Yeah. and by the way I can do an Elton John tribute I think, yeah. act as well Yeah. Um, whereas a lot of people have been trying to guide me or push me towards no you're an Elton John tribute act you lose your identity though exactly you? yeah Yeah. you know yeah. I think you, that can happen so often that, that you that, don't you recognise her she's the Cher tribute or she's the Tina Turner tribute mm. or um, and then all of a sudden they only recognise you as that yeah, and you can never perform as yourself, and and there isn't any feeling in performing as yourself when you when you can entertain an audience without any gimmicks. That's mm -hmm. when I think you're a real professional musician when you're up there as yourself. And I've seen you yeah. work as yourself, whether it be karaoke or or things like that. And it's the presence. It, it's when you're on the stage, you look like you belong up there. And yeah, I've started to believe. Where that. does that come I, from? Steve? I don't know. Originally. <clears throat> well, say originally, Belief, a, a, a little while back, I had no confidence at all. Um, apparently, had a good voice. Everyone told me I had a good voice. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't have self-belief, so I would get on the stage, on uh, even at a pub, a karaoke, and I would stand there, cuddle the mic, stand at the back of the stage, literally just go into my own little world and Do sing a job, yeah, sing a song, and then go back to my pint of beer, yeah. Um, but now I'm starting to feel. Do you know what? I'm actually not too bad. Mm. I belong on this stage. And once you get to that stage, um, the songs start to, in your words actually, sound less plastic. Yes. You're not just reading them and singing them. Yeah. You're now putting a bit more emotion in, yeah, putting a coming, bit more of yourself in. They're there. coming from you. They're not coming from yeah, the virus. Yeah, sheet even though subconsciously I'm singing the song um, as similar as I can to the original yeah. Um, recording, yeah. Um, yeah, your own personality comes through. So right. yeah, that's, no, so that's the important now. thing. Yeah, we've always said that mm. that you are primarily there to entertain. If if you you base a whole show on your voice, yeah, then you're always putting yourself under pressure. Exactly. No matter who you are, if people go and see Catherine Jenkins and go and see um, Luciano Pavarotti, but if I said to somebody, oh, I want you to come to this fancy dress party as Luciano Pavarotti, they wouldn't come and sing. No. They'd have a load of cushions <laughs> under the jacket, and <laughs> yeah, you know. So it's the image thing. It's the entertainer side yeah. of things like Freddie Mercury and these performers like Meatloaf hmm. the big you know the big um, sleeves and whatever and yeah. you remember how they looked as well as anything else now the thing with Elton John what image do you go for because he's, he's been around forever so do you go for the big glasses do you go well, for no I'm, I'm fortunate in, in as much as I'm about four years younger than Elton John so I'm in a similar <laughs> age bracket Right. so I haven't got a dress up in all the 70s flamboyant right, yeah. gear yeah um, basically I, I do wear a, a boater hat um, the things that you associate with Elton John if I remember rightly it's the Nikita video look isn't it the red similar yeah, the hat and, yeah, the, and the red jacket yeah. it's actually where I got the idea for that from was actually um, Sad Songs if right. you look at the video for Sad Songs, he actually wears uh, a tuxedo jacket, you right. know, a, a morning suit jacket. Okay. I, I believe it's um, something like an officer's um, dress jacket. Right. So it's a red jacket, very similar to a, a circus ringmaster jacket, right. a toweled jacket. Um, orange glasses, orange tinted glasses, not the big flamboyant frames. Yeah. Um, a boater hat and the all-important earring in the right ear. That sort of just that, polishes it off, and yeah, putting this putting look. this um, costume on as I'm getting it on, as I'm clipping the earring in and putting on the glasses, changing them from my original glasses, yeah. I gradually take on the persona of yeah. Elton John. Yeah, um, and then my natural voice, which in fact apparently sounds more like Neil Diamond than Elton John, it does, I gradually yeah, it, it I gradually change that. I, I put the little inflections in and. And we yeah. had some fun working that out, didn't we? We did, yeah. yeah. Trying, I remember that. I still, do you know, I still laugh, um, but in, in, in a, like in, in a nice way. Yeah, I must say that. But I still laugh at the at that conversation where you said to me, "I'm looking to do an Elton John." I've been asked to do an Elton John. Yeah. The only problem is I don't say I did anything like Elton John. Exactly, and uh, <coughs> which is a major hurdle to overcome. Yeah, but 
I think that over those weeks, just the, the the fun that you and I had trying to work out the rhythm, the the voice, the yeah. sound of it. And I think we got there, mate. I've seen you work. I think we've got there. And, yeah, yeah. And yeah, the I'm, thing I'm is, you are you are so so dedicated to this. It's like you've come into it late, and you're making up for lost time because you. Mm. I mean, you're always singing. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen you without a throat lozenger where you've been singing the exactly. day before. I know. <laughs> always on karaoke. Yeah. Always performing. Always rehearsing. Or sitting in my bedroom. Sitting on in your room going for through. four hours. Yeah. Maybe five and a half hours. That's a just secret. Singing. But that's a, that's your work ethic because mm. I mean you do work incredibly hard. Anyway, you're you're you know you're a hard taskmaster, mm. and so so obviously the singing side of it coming into that, mm. you're just driven, mate, aren't you? You just want to do this. Well, yeah, I'm a bit OCD. Um, my job, my normal job as an electrician, um, you have to be precise because yeah. it potentially could kill someone. Yeah. Um, not only am I an electrician, I'm a tester, so I test electricians' work. Um, sounds a bit grander than it really is. I'm an electrician, the same as them. I'm an international yeah. vocalist. Yeah. I did karaoke yeah. a couple of times in Corfu. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you tell me about no, marketing yourself. the same as them, but yeah. um, I have to be a bit more pedantic about it. I have to just make sure everything's to the regs and make sure um, everything's um, safe, basically. So, yeah, so you, you tend to then be a bit OCD. Yeah. Um, and that's spilled over into my musical career, really. I'll listen to um, a, a playback of something I've done and I'll just beat myself up constantly yeah. saying oh that was a bit flat oh that wasn't good that didn't sound like the record right yeah um, and to be honest with you it doesn't have to sound like the record um, but that's my um, character I like to get things right yeah but basically if once you put on the costume I look like Elton John I walk on the stage people are now thinking oh he looks like him but does he sound like him yeah once I start singing then they realise I actually sound like him as well. Yeah, I would say probably an eight, eight out of ten. I'm, I'm ten. not Elton John. No. I'll never be Elton John. No, I'm Steve May, but I just try to do my best to sound like him. And then I settle into it and relax into it. Mm. Every now and then I'll find myself thinking, "Oh, you're drifting a bit." So I'll think of the Mr. Bean trick that we used. To, yeah, um, it was. Yeah, it was the train spotter technique. Put, put, where, put the little bit of the train spotter voice yeah, in there over the yeah. top of the Americanisms, and it, it tends to turn back into Elton John. It again. was great fun. Yeah, it, you never know what you're going to get. No, when you when you do a job, um, <clears throat> excuse me, when you do a job like mine, where you you never know what you're going to get. I can get somebody who's, who's just starting out. I can get somebody who's been in the business in the West End for years. I've done mm -hmm. previous interviews with people like that. People I've taught guitar and they've got an album out. Mm -hmm. And then you come along and I'm trying to make you sound like Elton John. You sound like Neil Diamond. Exactly. And I'm thinking, <laughs> well, miracles take longer, but uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. By the end of that first hour, mm. I think we were, we were looking at each other and saying, I think we could, you know. Yeah. But the, the ball was in your court. It was very much your job to go right. home and to say, well, this is what we do, we'll keep working it through. But mm. the, I think the, I've always said that the people I work with, and I, I always say work with them, because it's not, I don't teach them anything, I encourage mm -hmm. and work through and say, well, why don't we try this, why don't we try that? You have got Some the of it doesn't of, um, work, though. Bringing out things from inside someone that, that we didn't know was there. Right. You say, well, I'll just try, try this, I'll just try. try that. Then you do it and you think, oh, I can actually do that. Yeah. I didn't realise I Do you remember do I made you sing in the dark? I make everybody do it. Yes. Anybody that's worked with me, they'll make you sing in the dark. Yes. And you hear yourself for the first time. And the weird thing is, you turn off the lights and it's totally dark and you mm. tend to still close your eyes. <laughs> so, <laughs> you still close your eyes and now you're really concentrating yeah. and now I can really hear what I'm singing coming yeah. back at me from the speakers. It's a bit and like then you can make away, adjustments. You walk away from your own sound. A bit like yeah. if you if you you look at yourself in the mirror and you see what you want to see and then someone gives you a picture. Mm. How many people in your life have you know have you known who have said, Oh god, I saw a picture of myself and I had to lose weight? But yeah. they never lost weight when they were looking at themselves in the mirror. No. It was they saw they saw a picture which is how everybody else sees you. Mm -hmm. And when you're singing in the dark, you listen to it the same way as everybody else. Yeah. Even though you're singing it, I think you walk away from your own sound. And you did that, and you went for it. And, and I, I'm so, you know, really, really pleased, but but proud of what we were able to do, and certainly what you've gone mm. on and done. And you, you know, there's a career in this for you, even as, at this stage in your life where you, you you're still you're still busy, you're still working. Yeah. But there's an opportunity for you to really have some fun. 
and to yeah. play some shows. And obviously, you've got the support of your family. Well, it wasn't my you. idea. It wasn't my idea <clears throat> to turn semi-professional stroke professional singer. Yeah. Um, it was going back a few years now. As I said, I, I did my first karaoke song when I was fifty. But about three to four years ago, I walked into a pub uh, in Pitsy called The Bull. Yeah. Um, just put my name down for a karaoke song. The guy running the show there, uh, Mark James, uh, a very good friend of mine yep. now, he's become a good friend of mine. He's um, he's a very experienced musician. He's doing karaoke now yeah. at, the, um, at this stage of his career, but he's been um, a support act for some big people in the past. Um, well, he's got this knack of being out of spot whether anyone's got potential mm. also. And it was that's where the Elton John thing came from. The first song I did was a Neil Diamond song, funny right. enough, in that pub. It was uh, Love on the Rocks. Um, and Mark had a listen to it, and then he said to me, would I mind helping him out doing a charity do? And I said, yeah, I'm up for that. Yeah, And he goes, um, could you do a couple of Elton John songs, because we're doing a Stars in Their, Eye, in Their Eyes theme. Right. And I said to him, um, oh, that Stars in Their Eyes, though, well, didn't you have to sound like the person, not necessarily look like them? And... I sound more like Neil Diamond mm. and he said very true um, there isn't a makeup artist in the world can make you look like Neil Diamond <laughs> but you well, already look like Elton John so I suggest you learn a couple of Elton John songs for what it's worth for, 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 by, by my eyes even Neil Diamond doesn't look like Neil Diamond anymore no no <clears throat> but at least he's still got the same height I mean he's, I'm five foot six yeah Neil's wet Neil's a little bit uh, yeah Neil's a little bit taller yeah but um, and also recently over the last few months, a songwriter. Yeah. Now, first song you've ever written, first idea you've ever had. Just that is just the, something that came to you. It's the first song I've ever followed through and written. I've had lots of ideas in the past and jotted down a couple of lines and then forgot. Yeah. Yeah. They just get lost. Or I might have an idea, maybe sitting on a train somewhere, and I think, oh, that sounds that could turn into a song. And then by the time I get home. I've forgotten it yeah. if I don't write it down there and then but in this particular case I was doing a, one of my typically um, sloppy romantic things <laughs> right Slo- my... sloppy oh sloppy very sloppy <laughs> it's very cheesy but every now and then um, I like to write a card out for my wife for no special occasion uh, just to Love show it. I appreciate Good. appreciate and this particular time she was on night shift working um, 12 hour night shifts I was going to be going to work in the morning before she got home, so I thought I'd leave a card on the pillar. So I thought, what can I write in it? What's something quite cheesy, but she'd love it? So I just wrapped my brains and then thought, um, I know, right. I I put a tear in the ocean. If you can find that tear and bring it to me, then I'll stop loving you. And I thought, yeah, that's okay, so I did that. And then I thought, oh, I could actually, that could turn into a song. Not them exact words. No, no, but the idea. But the idea was there. And next thing, I got this pencil and I started jotting a few things down. And immediately a tune came into my head. So I just put my um, memo app on my phone on and just sang a cappella into this phone just so that I didn't forget the tune. Yes, yeah. I wasn't expecting it to be a number one hit or anything. I just thought, I'm going to forget it. So I sang the, the lines and it just started to flow. And within 20 minutes, I'd had this complete song written. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how it came about. Well, you brought it in. You had all the lyrics worked out, mm. melody awards all worked out. Mm. So it was all in your head. Are there plans to do any more? Is it something that you... Or are you just going to wait until they come to you? Well, or, yeah, more or less. Kind of I'm not going to just sit down... <clears throat> I've tried this before in the past. I've tried just sitting at a desk with a pencil on paper and thinking, I'm going to write a song. And it just doesn't happen. No. Yeah? No. You have to have some inspiration come from somewhere. And if something hits me, yeah, by all means, I'll write it. I'm not going to turn into a Bernie Talkin. No. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to turn out over 550 songs or whatever it yeah. is that him and, um, and Elton being worth collaborated what, on. Well, being worth basically the same as Elton John and never playing a show. Yeah. Isn't that an unbelievable <laughs> statistic when yeah. you think about that? that yeah. <clears throat> because, you know, I mean, obviously Elton would make money out of the performances, of course. Yes. But that aside, Bernie Talkin would have 50% of everything that those two have earned yeah and never played a show never done the promotion no never rarely does interviews mm-hmm. that's an unbelievable thing to, to be sat at home and be worth what Elton John's worth it is a great, don't get me wrong great songs great yeah. lyrics he's done his job it is but you get guys in um, 
on production lines building cars, but they didn't design them. Yeah. The guy who designed them. That's true, yeah. That's you true. know, if, if he hadn't have designed it, yeah. they wouldn't have a job. Um, well, without making yeah, without all his personality and voice and piano, the songs would be worthless. Yeah, they so would just there, be a book of yeah, poems. There is, there is that. Um, yeah, well, after all, um, Elton is a a genius. The man is mm. a genius. There's no two ways about it. Were you a big fan of Elton, or have you discovered him because somebody had said you you started listening to him a bit more? I'd always been a fan, in as much as there were songs of his that I liked. Um, I w- wasn't fanatical. No. Obviously, fan is an abbreviation of fanatical. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. fanatical. I was a fan in the loosest ten- uh, terms. Um, but since I've gone more into his background, yeah. read about him, realised that the guy could play piano at like three years old, was playing Incredible by ear at four yeah. years old. People were playing him tunes and he was playing back. Just gifted. Yeah, so yeah. Gifted. I, th- I believe yeah. he was 11 when he went to the Royal Academy. Yeah. And and could play entire movements yeah. without the music. Unbelievable, Blimey. unbelievable talent. Um, I've also seen um, clips on YouTube and TV where um, someone's just given him a book, or in fact, one one particular one that sticks. Someone gave him the instructions to their new oven. To an oven. An oven. Uh, so an audience with Elton John. Yeah. Yeah, and he just played. <clears throat> The music and sang yeah. the instructions to works, this album. Works the song out there and then. Not only it? did he sing this ballad, he then said, "I'm not happy with that." He then started playing boogie woogie riffs. Yeah. And sang that same song, the same instruction manual, yeah. to a boogie woogie. That's uh, what he riff. does, I suppose. If that's what he does, you know, and, and he and he's done it on a worldwide scale. Yeah. So whatever profession that you've got, if you're if you're really good at what you do, mm. and somebody so, but to us we look at it and say, "How's he do that?" But to him, it's nothing. Because that's his job every day. Of course, yeah. And you would find this, you'd have family members or you'd have people say to you, don't know how you can do that, don't know how you can get up there under those lights. And the answer is because you've done it. You, yeah. We know how it feels. Yeah. And once we've done it a few times, there's nothing it's, to be scared it's, of. It's like a drug. There's nothing to be frightened of. You just, of. it's such a buzz. <clears throat> um, it's always the same. You agree to do a, a gig and then you think 10 minutes later, why did I agree to that? Yeah, you know, you start getting um, not nerves exactly, but a bit apprehensive. Or oh, wonder if I'm good enough for that. Mm. And then you do a bit of practice. You think, yeah, I'm good enough. I'm ready. Then you just before going on the stage, obviously you're nervous again. Um, the, there's no grounds for being nervous, to be honest with you, because um, as you've pointed out, if there's going to be a power failure. There's nothing I can do about it. Well, you're no an electrician. Point. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. so you've got. A, <laughs> yeah. So for a start, you've got a head start on everybody else in the pub. There's nothing don't, else. Don't sing in a pub that I've worked yeah. on. So even yeah. if the Elton John absolutely bombs, and if there's a power cut, you can get the lights back on. Exactly. Oh yeah, I'll still be a hero. Yeah, yeah. So no, I mean, but if I've done my preparation yeah. right, there shouldn't be any reason to be well, nervous. Like, you always do your preparation yeah. right. You, you work really hard on it, and you go through. Um, you were telling me that we talked about the, the uh, away from Elton John. Is coming mm-hmm. away from the Elton John tribute, performing as yourself. Mm-hmm. Do you have a particular style that you like singing the most? Because I know you like Matt Munro and stuff like that. Yeah. Is there a particular um, genre or particular song that always makes you feel a certain way? I wouldn't say there was definitely no, no. Um, I started off doing ballads mostly because uh, I'm dyslexic. Right. Um, I was terribly dyslexic as a schoolboy. Um, I've obviously got, um, I've improved uh, with age, but um, that sounds a bit conceited. Like a fine wine. <laughs> like a fine wine. Like a my fine reading, wine. my yeah. reading has improved. Your reading but when it comes to doing, um, say, karaoke songs, I couldn't read the words to a fast song. Right. So naturally, I started singing ballads. Right. Um, I love Matt Monroe's voice. His, his diction is right. absolutely fantastic. He had. He was just a brilliantly talented man. So I tended to do a lot of Matt Monroe stuff. Tended yeah. to do a lot of Neil Diamond stuff. Um, yeah. So that's how I started off. But then it was pointed out to me that Steve, if you're going to do this in a serious way, you're going to have to have some fast songs. <laughs> you know, yeah. you do four or five slow songs. By the fifth one, people start to switch off, mm. and you could have not that I have, but you could have the best voice in the world yeah. and people still just switch off because yeah. it's become boring no, so you've got, to, you've got to vary it so I started doing some rock and roll nice little two minute snippets just to and I thought my word I really enjoy this mm. of course I had to learn the song um, I couldn't rely on reading it um, 
don't get me wrong, it's nice to have a prompt there now and then, but I basically have to learn the song before I do yeah. it. And then I started doing some um, more up-to-date stuff. So, you know, I did um, Dakota Stereophonics. Stereophonics. Loved that song. That's your sign-off song, isn't it? I absolutely loved that song. Uh, I know, it's your sign-off song. Yeah, that was, yeah. That was another one that sticks in the memory. That we, we took the key down, took the key down, and then one night, I think it was, yeah. we were a really late one. We had a really late one in it. Yes. Supposed to do nine till ten or so. I'm still in at quarter to twelve. And yeah. Sing it again. Sing it again. Sing it again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to, to sign something. To, you had to sign something for my wife. Yeah, Honest, that's right. A letter. Honestly, a late, he's a been late with note. me. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. Marcus. He's late home. Only we were But then we on took something. it up a key or two. Right the way up until the original took, key. I, I, think. I think I'd gone down <clears> about four semitones, and then we took it up two. And then you said to me, "Have you got anything left?" And I went, "Well, probably." And then I was saw that look on your face, and I went, "You want me to do it up another one?" Well, unless you're scared, so I thought, <laughs> yeah. oh, I have go to on challenge then. you. I've got and to then challenge you. You pointed out that even if it messed up, that the birds wouldn't fall out of the sky, that's it, that's <laughs> the right. ocean wouldn't dry up. That's so we went for it, and yeah. then we just said, "Oh, poo or bust." So is it original <laughs> key every time now for you? Now I'll do it original key. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah, that's the improvement, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's I'll knocking it. on the loft hatch, like I said. We're always knocking on the next floor up. Yeah. Just can we get up there? Can we go up there? Because I think, as, as musicians, we we search for perfection. Yeah. If we ever find it, we would quit. Mm. But if we stop searching for it, we lose the drive and we yeah. lose the ambition. So the, the point of that question was, that from from my point of view, obviously, I mean, read my CV, but I've toured with my own stuff and played my own music and had that mm -hmm. real personal thing. But there's no better feeling than when you sing a song that's part of your Desert Island Discs. You know, for me, yeah. I sing every show, I, I always perform uh, Kissing in the Back Row of Movies by The Drifters, which yeah. for me is my favourite song of all time. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any of those? Or have you had some that are becoming your favourite because of, because of how it little, feels to sing them? I can do a little mini tribute to the Drifters. Um, I'll, <laughs> I'll do four or five Drifters songs, um, which I do like. Mm -hmm. uh, there Goes My First Love. Um, great song, yeah. Save the Last Dance for Me. I love doing oh, that. Oh, great song. Uh, yeah. Up on the Roof. Yeah. Love doing Up on the Roof. But the first time I ever heard Up on the Roof... It wasn't the Drifters. It was actually Kenny, Kenny Lynch. Lynch, and yeah, I've hunted for it since, and I can't find it anywhere—a a version of Kenny Lynch doing it. But he done a really good job of that. I yeah. had it up to recently on CD in my car, believe yeah. it or not. Yeah, yeah. I had, it was on. It appeared on an album they did called um, Dreamboats and Petticoats. There was a show in the West End that toured okay. across the UK. Mm. Had Des O'Connor in it and a few other people in. Right. Mighty Wild, I think. Yeah, and it was in that. So they, they had that Kenny Lynch from about 1960 yeah. or something. Yeah. And a really great version as well. Well, where I was brought up originally in Stepney, I lived in Shadwell. And um, a good friend of mine, Leon, Leon Lynch, was uh, is Kenny Lynch's nephew. Right. Um, and yes, yeah, so I did actually meet Kenny Lynch on one occasion when it was Leon's birthday. And Kenny Lynch came round in this little black mini... Um, the, the proper mini not not what I call no. maxi mini that no, they do no. now that's bigger than my car proper <laughs> you got a, yeah. the, a proper little mini with blacked out windows and he says right jump in uh, we're going to go down the King's Road which was the place to be back then it was about 1968 67 mm. and um, we're going to go down there and buy Leon a nice pair of shoes for his birthday And so I jumped in the back of this car and came face to face with the biggest great Dane <laughs> dog that I've ever seen in my life <laughs> and I thought oh my word it's going to eat you up but out come his tongue and he just sort of started at my chin and licked up oh. my face and I just had saliva dripping off my face and I thought just sit still <laughs> anyway don't give me yeah, so, yeah so I actually met uh, Kenny Lynch that particular day yeah lovely man very yeah. witty very quick witted very sharp um, but a very good voice as well so yeah. up to this point have you played a show that you consider to be the your benchmark where you'll say that's that's as good as I can be at the moment that's where I want to be all the time or no uh, or they're all different or no I suspect I'll always um, find room for improvement yeah. that's that's my personality um, really I don't want to get to the stage where I think that's it I've really arrived I've really this is as good as it gets well, look because at it from the then there'll be nothing then. else to stretch for no but look at it from the other side where that's the level you don't want to drop below so you always stay at that level rather than... Yes. I think we're all learning. I'm still learning. One of the reasons I like doing these is because I learn so much. People like yourself and, and Freddie and Cheryl, the people I've worked with and I, mm. and I will be working with, they give you snippets 
of information. It's a little bit like when I was a kid, if you took the time to talk to your grandparents about the war, you learned twice as much as you did from the library. Yes. You know, because they, they were there and they lived it. Yeah. And if yeah. somebody's doing something similar to you, they, they talk about it in a certain way that you can always understand. No big mm. words, no... No. <clears throat> my, my method of teaching is that I don't ever use big words or I kind of say, well, I'll make it as simple as I can. Mm. Because I get confused as anybody else. I have to, if I start using big words, I have to go and go and have a look on Google. Yeah, yeah. Make sure I'm using the right one. Well, I, have to, I have to watch anyway because I tend to overanalyze everything. Yeah. And then you can analyze it to death. And mm. in the end, you're not even enjoying it anymore because yeah. you're too busy analyzing it. Now I try to let the audience be the judge. I, um, I mean, I've, I did a gig recently and um, had quite a bad throat. Um, and I got through it I weren't happy mm. but at the end of the night people were still coming up shaking my hand saying I really thoroughly enjoyed that exactly. and then I'm thinking to myself well you know maybe I shouldn't beat myself up they're so always your gauge yeah the audience yeah, yeah. are always your gauge yeah I mean if ever I got to the stage where people were just walking out or didn't you know weren't enjoying yeah. it anymore I'd probably pack it in oh you're like one of my shows <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not one, oh you mean like one of mine yeah um, <laughs> oh would I say that no no I know I know what you mean people don't walk out of mine well, some some go for a cigarette and don't come back and, is that what it is and some are so moved by my or performance they yeah. go out they, and they, they get go, kidnapped they get kidnapped yeah. yeah and they come back in at the end of the night. Um, so yeah, just just touching on that uh, singing, singing for yourself, and we've played some shows, and we're doing stuff like that. And you continue to play the shows, you continue to work it through. Mm. Um, you're working on your new set all the time. I mean, are you, are you always online getting new songs, or, or do you, have you settled on a set where you sort of go, "That's my my bread and butter set"? I've got, and then I'll yeah, I've got a, I've got a sort of um, a scaffold of a set that you can work around. But yeah, I think you'll get stale if you did the same set over and over and over eventually you'll just be yawning in between and well, this is the then the audience yeah. start yawning no I have to <clears throat> for instance I've added a couple of new ones nowadays uh, just lately sorry there's a, a couple of more contemporary ones um, yeah like Budapest yeah, yeah? Um, I've, I've added um, Hold Back the Hold Back the River yeah they're, they're more modern songs yeah big songs yeah um, I do like a challenge I like a song that's going to stretch me and push me mm. um, and then you know I usually drop it a few keys and do it in my bedroom voice at yeah, home yeah, the and then f gradually build it and build it until you know you're doing it full volume and yeah. then you find you can actually step it up a bit and then end up doing it level instead so, of dropping it mm. so we, uh, two, two things I want to touch on the first time we recorded something you listened to it back mm. do you remember that? yeah um that's that's very much an epiphany moment. That's a, that's a make or break moment, isn't right. it? Right. Yeah. That? Now, for, I've got to go back a step first. I've I've been recorded by other people, but on their phone. Right. And listened to it and thought that is terrible. Not taken into account. We're talking about a tiny little condenser yeah. mic and a tiny little speaker that's playing it back, so it's never going to sound great. And I thought, oh, that's terrible. In fact, I banned my wife from filming me at gigs and said don't ever do that because every time I listen to it I want to I want to pack it in and then taking into account that you don't ha actually hear your own voice you actually feel your voice through your bones through your bone structure as opposed yeah. to it coming out of your mouth going around the corner and in your, into your ear roll you, you don't actually hear it the no. same as other people so the first time you recorded it in the studio, yeah, and I, I didn't even realise you were recording it. I was just practicing. That was to get the performance. Out. Yeah, yeah. Well, I told then, you to stiffen up. That's it. And then you said, um, "Right now, listen to this." And in come, dun, 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 dun. Yeah. I thought, "Oh, you've got this backing track as well." And your words were, "Well, I have now." And I thought, "What?" And you go, "Just listen." And I listened, and then it was me singing. Of course, the first couple of words, it didn't dawn on me it was me. Mm. And then I got this smile on my face. Because now I'm look, I'm listening to something that's been recorded on professional equipment, and coming out of a twelve or fifteen inch speaker, yeah. And I remember saying to you, "I ain't too bad, am I?" That's what people. <laughs> that's what people hear when you perform. Yeah, and I thought myself, "Oh my word, that's actually better than I thought." Yeah, yeah. It's the equivalent of going to see a band like uh, ACDC, and then they come out, and what they do is they plug the guitars into their mobile phones and play a gig. And you'd stand yeah. there and go, "I'm being cheated here. I can't hear it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so when you when you when you record it and you play it back through that system or, yeah. or a bigger system, mm -hmm. you hear what your audience hear. Yeah, 
and that's a make or break. That's a very. But I, I, I wouldn't have played it to you if I'd have felt that you that you'd have said, you know, it's one of those things where it's my job to say, you're ready now. Yeah. You're ready to listen to this. Have a listen to it. And it, it I think it made a massive difference so the night. Oh yeah, yeah. Massive it did. Difference. It did. It, it gave me belief. It gave me the belief in myself that um, actually I can do this because that sounded, that was acceptable. Mm. I wouldn't have asked my money back if if I'd have heard an evening of that. That's right. Yeah. I'm so so that, then yeah. then I thought to myself, yeah, that's okay. If if it was like, well, that's all right. Yeah, he's quite a good pub singer. Yeah. Then obviously I wouldn't have the cheek or the front to take people's money. I think you're quite real. That's mm. the thing. I mean, the people in this business. One of the good things about doing these interviews and also moving in these circles is that we're all so open and honest about, not not always with our lives, but, but with our abilities or with our mm. uh, knowledge. Yeah. We often, we're quite happy to share it. We don't worry about somebody, you sort of say, this is my set list and somebody else might take that set list and go to your venue and start playing it. Mm. You know, we, we're <laughs> quite, we take that chance that we'll say, you know, that we write a song and then we send it to somebody and we take the chance that they won't record it and make loads of money yeah. from it and, and you'll get something. And people can come unstuck. But yeah. in general, we're open, aren't we? We're, yeah, we're of course. Fairly, we, we're yeah, there's, there's, there's that trust there, yeah. Well, yeah. that's the thing about working with you is, although you came into it late, mm. you, you do have the old pro mentality where I know you've worked with younger when you do your showcases you've worked with some, some younger up and coming and I've seen some of them perform the, the kid with the long hair yeah. um, who I saw at the ball um, I forget his name but yeah, really, really talented yeah. boy but nervous yeah. and hasn't got the stage presence yet mm. and yet I'm sitting there and you're telling me what's wrong with him yeah yeah, <laughs> and, I, and I'm saying oh, yeah yeah that's right and it's, so it's the old pro mentality do you like playing the old pro is it, is it a nice feeling when they're all nervous and you're like what are you worried about well you know? yeah if we go back there was a there was a gig I was done recently um, it was on quite a big stage and I was doing um, two sets I was going to be opening as uh, with an Elton John set and later I was going to be doing a party set right and there was a couple of young ladies there um, hadn't performed on a stage before. This was quite an imposing hall, mm. and they were nervous, very nervous. And that took my nerves away because I became a bit of a father figure. I was you're there you know, for them, yeah, yeah. Saying to them, look, it's not too bad. You, you'll be okay. You, yeah, you, you've got the talent. You know, you've practiced. I know that you're ready. You know, you'll be okay. And then when they were on stage, I made sure I was right up the front there mm. and made eye contact with them and cheering and dancing dancing at yeah. my age my word very embarrassing <laughs> very dad, embarrassing dancing dancer? but yeah, yeah the old yeah. granddad dancing yeah, but, dad but yeah but I was, I was I was doing that and encouraging them and it was a good feeling and yeah. I got as much out of that as I did out of my own performance because then yeah. I went on and did my party set later mm. which I really thoroughly enjoyed yeah. but what I remember about that that night really was the help I gave to these two young ladies yeah and um you know the feedback I got off them afterwards oh I'm glad you was there and you know you really helped me it's a bit like a family when you do this job if yeah, it, particularly if you work in nice. a group like your karaoke on a Sunday I've been to mm. that you know and you get up to sing a song and people are clapping you cheering you on go on Steve it's like a family thing yeah. that's one of the things that I love most of all I mean, I've travelled around I've been in bands I've done all sorts of stuff mm. but you you sit and, and it's like your band members become your family or the yeah. people that you that you move become like family because yeah. you share because we are so open and because we are open with our ideas and we'll talk about anything pretty much yep. in order to get a laugh or to get a reaction or the banter yep. so when it comes to working with these people it goes beyond just sing this I'll record it and play it back and we'll have a little listen to it I'll say to you how you been mate you know I'll phone you up yeah. how's your day been how's, you know you alright how's your voice everything alright it's not just it's no, not it's just, supportive yeah it's not it's like going to see your doctor is everything alright with you good you've got this so take these twice a day yeah next you know <laughs> so when you get somebody who's nervous you sit down with them and say what are you worried about yes yeah. okay well look you don't put them at ease but that's what I love about you is the old pro yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're still it's still new you're the first one to admit it's still new to you it is new to me but I like <laughs> to be as professional as possible um, I've been to a few showcases uh, run by Mark James yeah the guy that's um, down at the ball karaoke on Wednesday nights and Sunday afternoons that's the ball that's the ball <laughs> in Pitsy yeah ball in Pitsy I've been there Wednesday nights and Sunday afternoons the yeah. ball in Pitsy yeah, anyway when I've been to a, a few of his shows and um, he's remarked 
look Steve I've, I've worked I'm working with people here that have been in the game a lot longer than you and they just come up to me give me a, a stick you know give me a memory stick and say there's my set yeah. and that's it he goes you come up you'll give me your memory stick and you'll write on an A4 sheet of paper this song is followed by a, a so you know, a, a little bit of a break while yeah. I talk or yeah. this one is roll straight over yeah. I'll give him a, a running order and um, yeah. and where I want him to just wait for my cue yeah. because I'm going to do a bit of introduction or whatever or whether I want him to just play straight into the next song yeah right. and obviously that's flexible as well if people are up dancing you go straight into the next song absolutely you don't have to do you react in the your... moment is it one of those things where you, you react to what you see or do you have a set that you pretty much stick to if I've already given the uh, the sheet to someone that's doing the back line then yeah. I'm pretty yeah. much really got yeah, to yeah. stick to that although there are usually these are quite professional people anyway and they can see that yeah. Look, he doesn't need to do any talking in between this one. We'll yeah, go straight into straight it. In. But if I'm do, if I'm doing the back line myself, if I'm working there with my own mixer, on my own, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I just much you can do share your own. it goes, yeah. yeah. And if if I've got if my next song up is a ballad, and I can see that people are still up for dancing, I'll quickly go to my laptop and just go click click onto another fast song, find another one, yeah, you know, and just make the adjustment. Yeah. But um, yeah, but it's it's not quite as easy as people think no. um, to do that um, yeah so sometimes I'll just sort of get a mini panic moment and go straight into the ballad and people have to go and sit down or start yeah. dancing slowly but um, yeah but if I've got the presence of mind yeah I will do that and I will get better at it I think the trap you can fall into with that and I've fell into it a million times is that you you start thinking well I need another fast song Mm. so straight away you get about 50 popping your head or 20 songs popping your head and then yeah. you're trying to perform and sing whereas with your set list you think I've got that coming up next I'll just yeah. do my job I have to work um, <clears throat> you know I'm playing a show tonight acoustically mm -hmm. I won't have a set because if I don't have a set I have to think about it yeah. and I have to react to what I see Right. and then you, you find you pluck songs out of the air that you wouldn't otherwise have played yeah. and you'll find that you'll suddenly sort of go I'll play that yeah, but going back moment. to your original um, question, when you were saying like, do I have a structure or do I, yeah. um, you know, play it by ear? Um, I've got to watch that I don't fall into a trap that you actually warned me about. Um, <laughs> I'm, I have got a, a, I've got like say three sets. Yeah. Look, there's, there's, um, I've been preparing for a gig that, that wants about three hours of singing, mm. and so I'll do um, about fifty-two minutes of, of what I call the kickoff set. Yeah. Which is um, people are just there having a drink, having a chat with their mates. Totally they're not full. really yeah. interested yeah. in sitting down and seriously listening to you, or they're not really particularly interested in getting up and booing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so there'll be a few ballads, there'll be a few um, classics, a few standards that people know. Right. Yeah. yeah, I'll do that, and then I'll um, do my hour of Elton John. And then I'll do the party set, which is the one that's got to be more flexible. Yes. Because now people are up and dancing. Yeah. But the trap I mustn't fall into, which I've started to fall into, I'm trying to pull myself. But I did warn is, you. <laughs> you did warn me. There are millions of songs out there. Yes. Millions. Yeah. And once you once you realise you can do it, you want to do them all. Yeah. Well, you yeah. can't do them all. Yeah. I don't just mean you can't do them all because there's not enough time to mm. do them all. No. You physically can't do them all. Yeah, there are songs that Tom Jones won't be able to sing. That's right. As brilliant as as talented as he is, yeah. you could give him a certain song and you think, "I've tried changing the key, I just can't yeah. do that one." Yeah. Um, if he was in there, he'd probably call me a liar, <laughs> and I would bow to that. <laughs> well, I think so if he was in, if but, he was in there, mate, I'd be reviewed him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but that's the yeah, but that's the um. The, the, I'm using that as an example. Yeah, totally. You do want to sing everything. We've all got different skills, different vocal ranges. Yeah, different, exactly. Yeah. But in an ideal world, I'd love to be able to sing um, all the songs that Elvis sang. Yeah. yeah. And people do think, oh, Elvis, he was just this rock and roll singer. Mm. No, that man had an amazing voice. His range was phenomenal. Yeah. I couldn't sing all the songs he well, sang. I mean, it's... You know, so you have yeah. to pick and choose. So I'll do Teddy Bear, I'll do Hand Dog. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do the odd song that yeah. I can do of his... Some I'll discard. I think no way I'm going to do that. Get up, yeah, yeah I won't be able to do one. that one. Yeah, so you've got to be careful. But yeah, the the trap is to think I'm going to try and do this. I'm going to try and do that. Mm. And yeah, I've I've actually wasted money on backing tracks. So and I thought yeah I'll, I'll do that one. When so I buy the backing song, track yeah. and I try to do it and think blimey I can't do it. Sometimes we picture a song in our head 
without singing it we picture how it's going to go down how mm. people are going to react to mm. it and it doesn't work no and you and you think that wasn't the way I planned it well no. I thought I'll go into that and they'll all and then you find a song like Dakota which yes it's a great song there's nothing mm. wrong with that song and it's a fantastic song but it's the reaction that that gets and it's like yeah. you're playing all right now or or yeah. a real standard song and I'm sort of yeah, thinking people this song's only going people start bouncing up and down yeah. when you the beat to that particular song yeah. you just, people can't help themselves I've, I've been this in this well I've been in this business 25 years since I left school and I've played songs that I thought would work and have never worked and mm. I've been out watched other bands play the same song and everyone's dancing yeah and I think yeah. and it's, it must just be to, be to do with the, the night the atmosphere how people react to it because music's yeah. about how it feels yeah it's how you react to something in front of you maybe I've always played it at the wrong time that or particular song just may not yeah, suit yeah, so if you've got, a, you've got a show say, say you've got a show on a, on a Friday or a Saturday a, forget the Friday if you're doing mm. a show on a Saturday mm. just talk me through your day do you, I mean you get up do you start thinking about the show or do you not do right. you try and walk right away from it and then come into it from about 6 o'clock no no I actually pretty much from the moment my eyes open I'm thinking about the show um I haven't, I'm not a superstitious person right? so I haven't got any of these little rituals that you do yeah. but I won't eat I'll have, I'll have a light breakfast I'll okay. have a light breakfast and then for the rest of the day it's water and throat lozenges right. <laughs> I don't eat I may um, take a swig of some honey out of a jar anything that's going to probably these things yep. are not going to do anything mm-hmm. now if you haven't done it all week it's not going to work now <laughs> a bit late right? now, yeah. it's a bit late now but I will um have a little bit of glycerine or a bit of mm-hmm. honey and you know to soothe my throat I'll have some lemon drinks yeah um, yeah and, and, and there are other schools of thought so oh, you shouldn't be having lemon drinks all that acid but yeah but you know whatever makes you feel good yeah um, but I won't eat because I think oh if I have dairy products it's going to create mucus I'm not going to do yeah. that if I have a curry or something spicy it's going to affect my, my voice mm. it's fear <laughs> yeah don't so want to eat anything I don't want to eat anything because I don't want it to affect my voice yeah. at all yeah instant the, the instant the show's finished I could eat a horse whatever you want yeah, yeah. and yeah. and that's fine yeah. um, even if you've got a gig the next day it doesn't matter no I can eat now that's the good that's a good way of, yeah. of doing yeah. it I know yourself you, you you could eat a curry just before going on well, finish yeah, your pint of beer and then carry on but that but I can't yeah, do that I would suffer for it though I wouldn't uh, I mean, it, it's just a, on a technical point yeah. for the singers out there. Mm. When they say, if they say to you, "If you've got a sore throat or something like that on on the day of a show," mm. and you say, "Well, I'll be okay tonight as long as I drink plenty of water tonight," you start drinking the water no, well, early. All day. It'll yeah. take eight hours to get to your throat. Yeah, exactly. So you've got to get on it early. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't matter how much water you drink while you're up there. No, that's too late. Mm-hmm. So in the afternoon, plenty of water early. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody always says, you know. The, I mean, there's an old joke, but they say, you know, if you, if you drink coffee, you can't sleep. But I'm the opposite. If I'm asleep, I can't drink coffee. But, um, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, it's, it's I sleep perfectly right after a few cups of tea. You know, my, yeah, it doesn't worry me. And but, I, my diet, my 5-2 diet, which uh, just just to touch on something else, for I want the 5-2. Yeah. This won't make the radio, edit. it? Um, you have to remember to drink plenty of water because otherwise you dehydrate. But mm-hmm. I have to remember to drink plenty of caffeine because my body's like addicted to caffeine from yeah, all of yeah. the all of the late night cups of tea coming back from shows yeah. early morning coffee to keep you awake so you have to look after yourself but sorry so on a typical day so you don't eat a lot, an awful lot do you run no. through anything in the afternoon or do you just play the show in your head no I play it in my head mostly um, the day before I'd have done a bit of practice I won't go crazy I won't do five no, hours no, on no. Two, you know yeah. and strip strip my throat mm-hmm. um, the day before the day before <laughs> I will sing the set right through yeah as full power as I can get it and as hard as I can get it and I may do one particular song if I've messed it up or feel it wasn't right I might do that half a dozen times so you might end up doing three or four hours of singing the next day the day before the gig I might do a little bit of light um, light bedroom voice singing I won't go crazy. What they call spotting in dancing, where you just know where you are in the song, but you're not actually performing it. Yeah, just, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm through. just, yeah, I'm, I'm almost talking through the songs. Yeah. To make sure I know the words, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll close the laptop halfway down so that I can't see the screen if it, if there's any sort of prompt on there. Yeah. And I'll go through it that way. Uh, but on the actual day of the gig, um, first thing in the morning, I might do a little bit of that. Um, I'm more or less singing it under my voice, under yeah. my breath. Yeah, but um, 
No, but just to make sure them final little polishes that I've got set in my head. But I'm more visualising it than anything. I'll visualise the show. Right, yeah. Um, much the same as a golfer would visualise a shot before he actually swings yeah, the club. Yeah. He'll visualise the shot yeah. and then it'll go and I visualise the show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I won't, I won't eat. I won't take any risks that yeah. I'm going to mess up the voice. Because people have worked hard they've earned their money they've paid out for a ticket they're coming here they expect you to entertain them yeah, and that's so. what I've got to do yeah. that's my job that's what you do for that night I'm doing it because I love it but yeah. it is in fact your job you're there you're being paid to sing so obviously um, family aside mm-hmm. is this the thing in your life that you're most proud of that you've achieved or would you put it up there as something that one of the best things you've ever done Yes. And um, you wish you'd done it 25 years before. I do wish I'd done it a lot earlier. <laughs> like everybody else does. The reason the reason why I'm so proud of it is because I didn't realise I could do it. Yeah. If it, if it was some sort of natural talent that you had, like let's say you could run 100 metres in under 10 seconds, you knew as, as a young person you could do that. Yeah, yeah. And then you did it. You finally did it and yeah. you've got yourself an Olympic medal. I mean, that would be fantastic. Yeah. But to not even know I could do it, yeah. and then suddenly discover late in life I can actually do it. Well, this. this is this is exactly what I'm yeah. saying. And in this short period of time, yeah. I'm quite. This is going to sound very conceited, and I'm not a big-headed person at all. We just say what we say. Yeah, musicians. but I'm very proud of the fact that in a very short period of time I've made such big gains. Mm. I've gone from being a typical karaoke singer. Nothing wrong with karaoke. It's the spirit of karaoke is a fantastic thing. Mm. Uh, but I've gone from being a karaoke singer to a semi-professional singer yep. who can hold his own with any other singer that I know. That's so I'm, I'm well pleased with that. Let's hold for a sec. Yeah. I know, by the way. All right, I know. Thank you, darling. I'm off in a couple. I'll edit that out. Yeah, um, yeah no, you should be proud. You should be proud of what you've done. And you should you know, carry on, carry on loving it. Because as I've said to you, I mean, for me... Music was always there. There's pictures of me as a, as a kid with a with yeah. a guitar. So to be doing this is, is like, as you said, I always knew I could do it. It was whether or not we could do it. But you've come into it late, and you're proof that you never know what your talents are unless you, you just explore them. Yeah. <laughs> so Steve, that was a real, real pleasure. It's always good to see you, mate. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much for popping in thank and seeing us. Uh, I could go for, for I could go for hours, mate. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and thank you for listening to Grassroots. That was Steve May with me, Marcus. Take care of yourselves. Bye now.